Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. An emergency live edition of Pod by the Bay after your South Florida Bulls knock off the number 24 team in the country, 90 to 86 over the FAU Owls, and still have sole possession of first place in the American Athletic Conference deep, deep, deep into February. Guys, uh, my hands were just like dug into the side of my legs for the last seven minutes of the game. But good God almighty, the Bulls pulled it off. This ain't the same old South Florida, my brother. Seth, Steve, let's go. And the student section uh, (laughs) avoided being the subject of ridicule and hatred for years to come. Uh, for the overrated chant with 10 minutes left in the game. That would have been uh, talked about forever. It would have lived in infamy. Uh, that, so that would have been the worst. That's, that's also, that's also <laughs> helped. That was also a nice uh, a side benefit there of the win. So, I mean, yeah. you couldn't have asked for maybe a worse start. Really bad first offensive possession for USF. Uh, it, it just jointed. You get the tomahawk slam where the ball goes through the hoop, hits <laughs> Jose Placer in the head, and goes into the goes into the bench area. And you're like, oh shit, this could be this could be in for a long day. And then it was USF domination. That was the only lead of the there game. on in. It that was, was the yeah. only lead of the game off that dunk. And good God, they uh, they definitely tried their hardest to give it away at the end there. But I mean, shout out this entire team. Uh, Top down, they will talk about what they did at the beginning of the game. But you built a 25 point lead against the number 24 team in the country who went to the final four last season and basically brought everybody back and then brought in a guy from Connecticut who had just won a national championship. Like, that's impressive. Like, that is damned impressive. Yeah. I mean, you, why you, the great thing about building a big lead is that, you know, you can, let go of the rope a little bit and and still be all right. And, you know, when it comes down to it, they won by four. They were like a four or five point underdog. So, wow, great performance. But, yeah, watching it. um, How we got there. (laughs) There was was some butthole puckering uh, late in that second half, I'm sure, in the stadium. Uh, But everyone could breathe a sigh of relief now. And uh, the players, for the most part, I'd say didn't let it affect them too much. But. Yeah, FAU just went on a tear in the second half. Uh, yeah. And that was kind of it – was, it was more looking at the stat In real time, you feel like, oh, you know, uh, slow down, try this, try that. But when you look back at the stats, it wasn't a total, like, you know, USF falling apart. It's not like they just turned the ball over 15 times in the second half. It was just FAU played really well and got good shots and got to the free throw line. And that's like when you're playing a really good team with a bunch of experience – that can happen, but you're able to hold it off and finish the game. Yeah. I mean, Elijah Martin and John L. Davis are, are elite players. Like the all credit to them and, and Golden as well. I mean, these were guys that you saw them weather every single storm that FAU had to face all of last year. One of those three just made it happen for them. And I mean, they were making it happen at the end, but like, you know, to USF's credit, you built up a 24 point knowing what was going to happen, which was they were going to start locking in. They were, you know, oh, they've been in this situation before. They've they've played in hostile environments before at at Madison Square Gardens, at at wherever. 
they've played in tough environments and you were able to basically let them play their game for about eight minutes, which is totally fine. Let them crawl their way back into it and frankly do what you needed to do to maintain the lead throughout that entire process. But my God, every time that USF went one and one from the line or one for two from the line, I just, I knew what was happening. And then uh, I think it was Elijah Martin hit a three to hit an 87, 86. I was like, God, if we didn't just miss three free throws in the last four minutes, I would right. feel so much better about the situation. I, I told Seth my magic number was, it kept on increasing because they started fouling so early, but my magic number ended up being like 92 at the end because I knew if they had another look at it, if they had another shot, they were going to make it. And if they were going to make it, then we would have to foul. It was going to go back and forth for as long as it was going to go. But phenomenal, phenomenal win. I mean, you did it. <laughs> yeah. It, what was interesting to me is like through the first eight, eight or nine minutes of the first half, I think there was like three total combined fouls called on either side. Like, and then the refs seemed to either get super foul happy or they adjusted to what USF and FAU were doing and decided, okay, we can't let this go too far. Um, you know, there were a couple of, I think by my count, I think there were four flagrant ones in the game, which you don't typically see uh, <clears throat> that that many in a singular game. I think Corey Walker had two. Uh, Golden had one. Uh, and I think there was an, another one. Um, it just seemed disjointed at times. And I think from the tip, I mean, what the hell was that tip? <laughs> yeah, I want to see if I get this. <laughs> That's what I put on. Uh, I put on Twitter, you know, uh, one shiny moment. But it was like, the ball is tipped. <laughs> I it mean, was, it was, it was like oh, it was like the ref, you know, like it, the. I remember my middle school uh, basketball coach. He would tell me, "Hey, grab a basketball, and you're sitting in your bed before uh, you're lying in your bed. Just try to recreate the motion every single time, right? So it just." The, the rotation is great. It comes right back down to your hands. It seemed like that's what he did for the tip. And it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, oh, we're in, we're in for one today. <laughs> like that, and then everybody's just standing around like, uh, and the ref goes, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Come on. I what tipped you? it up. We're good. You can keep playing, bro. Yeah. So that, yeah. Uh, Everyone, it's always good when everyone just starts the game looking around at the ref and getting the nod, like a little children's gym game or something. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah oh, it's, you talked about kind of the first the the foul disparity. So, first half, thirteen combined free throws. Now, second half, now some of this is obviously like strategy and stuff, but uh, forty five combined free throw attempts in the second half. So, yeah. I mean, even still, there was a definite um, change in how the game was called, probably about 15 with 15 minutes left in the second half, especially um, a lot more uh, dribble drives were getting called for, for fouls. They were uh, very quick to the whistle. I know. Um, oh, God, the, the kid from FAU got four. Uh, the Nick Boyd, I think he got four pretty, pretty late into the game. Um, Chris Youngblood also had four. They were being very strategic with, all right, we got to make sure he's out when they're playing defense. And in the last like two minutes or so, uh, Coach Amir was like, 
Chris, you got to be out there. If you foul out, you foul out, but we need you out there. Um, so uh, very different kind of gamesmanship, but I mean, sellout crowd. It was absolutely rocking. They answered a lot of the questions and, you know, for your second quad one win of the year, you can't, you can't do much better than that, man. I'm, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of what this, this program's been through over the last 25 years. I probably, to be fair, their inception. Um, so to be able to pull this off against a, a team that clearly hates your guts, like the, the entire school of Florida Atlantic hates this University of South Florida school, and uh, they were able to come away with a, a very good win against a very good opponent. Like, there's no make no mistake, the Owls are a very good basketball team. Dusty May is a very good basketball coach. And the fact that they were able to keep them after last season is a testament to what they're kind of building there. And I think the way they kind of played in the second half also helped contribute to that. It seemed like um, to me that because Golden down low is such a threat and there'd be times where he's getting the ball like and he's not super deep in the post. I'm like, oh, yeah, turn around, take that, please. And he just bangs in a hook shot like nothing. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like he's got uh, some range on this thing. So there were times you know, where FAU would go pick and roll and then the big uh, USF wasn't like switching it because you had a big on Golden and he would kind of drop and stay a little bit closer to Golden and that allowed the guard to get downhill and now you're trying to get over the top of the uh, the screen and get back into play. And that I think that's where some of the fouls came in. And it's just like, it's you kind of got to pick your poison there. And uh, FAU was able to kind of get USF on that a few times. This is what, and I'm not a, basketball expert just just that's what i thought i saw a few times and it's just like what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna hedge real hard and then let that dude roll to the basket and he's got great hands and can catch it real high right you're kind of in a tough spot and that's what they can do to you because they're really good and they're really well coached so yeah i think the uh, i think uh offensively for fau what the biggest difference uh outside of like making their foul shots in the second half in the first half, when they would go through their first offensive set and it wasn't there, they had a really hard time kind of transitioning into option two, and that helped USF uh, contested with contested shots, getting rebounds, getting them out of position, letting USF kind of get down the court a little bit faster. In the second half, they adjusted. They had a counter punch to, okay, if you're going to take away the top option on this play, we have something else kind of going on. And... Uh, they did a really effective job of using utilizing golden and there was a definite size mismatch i think usf stole a few minutes there in the first half with case and prior on him and they didn't they didn't really get away with that in the second half and that again that's a testament to fau being able to kind of see the mismatch and take advantage of it and then they just kind of enforced their will down low i i want to take a look here at the uh Split box. I'm just pulling up the stats on the uh, points in the paint. FAU had 42 points in the paint. USF only second half. Yeah, they really imposed it in the second half, and that's um, yeah, it was 26 to 16 in the second half, and and Golden was a a vital part of that. 15 points, uh, six of seven from uh, the field, three of three from the free throw line. Um, You know, I kind of said it in in a chat. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was in the game threads or something. It's like this guy is seven one. He knows who he is and he does everything well, especially shoot free throws. Like there's not a hole in his game. 
Um, so you're not going to see him shoot a 15 footer. Like he knows that's not his game. So that was uh, pretty incredible to see in person. And I will say this probably for the first time, maybe some people are wondering, Nathan, why aren't you covering these games in person? I don't want to be there when they lose. I don't want to be the reason that they lose. So I have forcefully stayed away from these games. Like Samantha asked me, Hey, are you going to go to the game today? And I was like, Oh God, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not just, doing that. I, I'm we're not all thinking the same thing. <laughs> just a little, just a little stitious. No. super stitious. Just a little I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little stitious. So like when they lose the UTSA, you'll see me on the back half of the season. But like outside of that, I'm not, I'm not going to be the reason why this USF team blows up this incredible run where it was this 11 straight in a row. I mean, good God almighty. What a yeah, fun team. This they never let us let that down. <laughs> the fallout from up. this is going to be really. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no, <laughs> you never let yourself live it down. The fallout from this is going to be really interesting because you're already receiving votes last week in the poll. Not a ton, but you're receiving votes. Um, you know what happens? You know you're on this win streak. Do you start to get a little closer? You know how many more do you have to put together? Because I think everyone's talking about the tournament resume. Um, right now, just looking ahead. And this would be today was this was the second quad one victory. I think they're two and zero in quad one games, right? Um, and then, like, if you win a few more, like, how close are you to the top twenty five? They might get. I mean, it. How often is a top twenty five? I mean, this is this is not necessarily the, the poll and coaches poll. That kind of thing aren't the be all end all. But how often does a top twenty five team get left out of the tournament? Ever like when's the last time? Yeah, it, it's tough. It's I, hard. The three voters who voted for USF in last week's poll, God bless them, but it's super premature. Like, yeah, it may be, but I like if you're already receiving, I guess if you're already receiving votes and then this game on national TV, really good opponent. Um, at times you looked unbelievable. Yeah. And so. it, even with, even with blowing a, almost blowing a 25 point lead, you still were able to do what you need to do against a top 25 team to close out and win this game. Um, that's, that's all you can ask for. I would assume, I think they got seven total points in last week's poll. I, I would assume that's going to yeah. creep up a little bit, uh, which unfortunately probably means FAU is going to be exiting the polls here uh, <laughs> this week. Yeah. So, and so. they, I mean, they were kind of hanging on. They had a, they had a rough, they, I mean, they, what three conference losses already. They had a, uh, one or two um, out of conference losses, so it's they're still really good, but they haven't been great away from home. Uh, no, or not. Not they've been pretty good because they're a really good team. But uh, in conference, I think they have some losses on the road, so um, that could hurt them. But like we talked about in our big Ponderosa preview, where we did a thirty-minute preview of the game, and I think we did a pretty good job after watching the game of highlighting some things, but. Um, they also like beat Arizona earlier this year. They're 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 locked in pretty much, unless they just totally collapse. But right, uh, I wouldn't imagine that's coming. But um, yeah, so you win a few more, I think you're in the conversation at least. If you're 21 and five with a win over FAU, and now the next two are UTSA and SMU. SMU is a pretty good, uh, pretty good team in terms of. I think Ken Palm likes them quite a bit. So yeah, Ken Palm has. Uh... SMU to be a, uh, they'll win the game 59% of the time. Um, 
the two-point loss for SMU, according to Ken Palm. Um, and this is basically with that nothing's been updated within the team stats. Uh, data includes two of 22 games played on Sunday. So um, I would expect some a move up for USF. They're 102nd in Ken Palm as we speak. Yeah, I imagine they'll get a little boost. So, um, and you know, let's talk. You guys want to talk about kind of uh, the beginning of the game, the different lineup, the kind of a little bit different look than what we've seen uh, a lot, especially recently. I could look. You guys talk about that, and I'll get the actual numbers from Ken Palm about how often the lineup they use to start the game has been used the last few weeks. And uh, I'll kind of start with that because. I, I got like three text messages at the beginning of the game in case of prior was hurt. And I think we've probably said it probably six or seven times on this podcast, but he's really not great when the other team has a big that is imposing. Um, right. You know, against like a Wichita state or a, um, even how actually not Charlotte, like there, there are teams in this league that case and prior matches up phenomenally with. Right. And then there's a team like Florida like with a seven foot two, center that is just a nightmare for him because he plays he plays smaller than he is which is great 90 percent of the time until you have a guy like uh golden kind of you know sitting in the paint so i mean case and prior what is it 18 minutes four points four rebounds he played more than i expected based off of how they like how they like to utilize him and how florida atlantic knew exactly what his game plan was um, especially differently. Like you put Golden on him, he can't really do much. He's he's very much mitigated. So it, it's no surprise to me that Corey Walker and, and you know got the got the start there. And in fact, he got more rebounds than Golden. Corey Walker did. Yeah. Corey Walker was was two points away double double. What he's been for this team when they needed a big body is has been a revelation, right? Like we saw I mean we've kind of talked about this ad nauseum during the season like during this kind of lead up to this game like he's not he's not going to be the 20 point scorer but he will get you effective minutes uh when needed and he's a big body and he i think for the size difference between golden and him he did as well as you possibly could imagine um there's no one else on this roster that could probably could uh keep golden at bay for as long as he did and you know golden was going to get his numbers i mean this is just an overmatched undersized USF team. He was eventually going to get his, but to be able to do it and stop it as much as, as much as they had. And uh, man, shout out to Corey Walker, unsung hero of tonight's game. So the starting lineup, starting the lineup was, correct me if I'm wrong, Jose Placer, uh, Chris Youngblood, Kobe Knox, Brandon Stroud, and Corey Walker. Correct. According to Ken Palm, that lineup has played together zero the last five games. Has not played together yeah. at all in the last five games. So, uh, I mean, like that's where it's you talk about like a, a coaching. Like, all right, maybe I got a freshman that's been starting most of the games at point guard. I got a big that's not going to hold up physically, probably. Uh, let's switch it up. Put a senior in there that's steady, and then a bigger guy. And and then you look at kind of uh, some of the analytics side of this. And Corey Walker had the best defensive rating on the team, even though he arguably had the toughest matchup right so he was he was really good so um yeah i i thought as soon as we saw the lineup card come out kind of on twitter you're like oh 
okay, this is a little different here. And it made it made sense right. uh, to do, but it was just uh, interesting to see that. Uh, yes, Tom's asking. Yes, we did talk about the overrated chant <laughs> early uh, to start the show. Um, we we've decided that is the uh, the biggest win coming out of it is that the game won't live in infamy uh, for for that overrated chant with nine to ten minutes left. <laughs> so, student section will learn. It's college. You learn a lot in college. So, yeah, chanting that's like a last two minutes thing when you're up twenty. But even that, it doesn't make any sense. You're diminishing your win. I, it, There's that it too, but you know, it's it's nice to get a dig in every once in a while. Man. Your beach sucks. Your stadium, sucks. like I mean, there's oh. you. Oh man, I don't know. This was. I don't. I I do think that uh, I would not say they're overrated. I'd say they're pretty good. They're, <laughs> regardless yeah, they're what the regardless what the honestly was. properly rated. Properly Probably rated. Properly rated. Yeah. They're, that doesn't sound three... as good, though. Yeah, <laughs> properly rated. Uh, <laughs> there's three stats that I'm looking at on, on the books that are just staggering to me that I have to, I have to stay. Uh, USF out-rebounded FAU 34-29, and that includes a 10-8 offensive rebound advantage. Huge. Hell yeah. Love that. Um, seven steals by USF against a very sound team. USF forced uh, 11 turnovers by FAU, um, only committed eight. I mean, that's that's incredible. But to, for a team that's that experienced to force them into defensive mistakes like that and to, to you know, to, to, to get the points that you needed in those positions was huge. And this one is my absolute favorite. 38 to 10 bench points. That I mean, Selma Miguel has yeah, been that. just it, it's unreal that like a, a guy who on probably more than half of the other teams in the American Athletic Conference would start is basically the first man off the bench for us. And he's perfect in that role. He loves it, coach loves it. Everyone's like, this, this is the spark that you need. If Jose Placer, if Chris Youngblood, if any one of them need a rest. My God, you have a guy that can go for 25 points and <laughs> get a game-high 25 points off of the bench is just unreal to have. That is, that is the reason why USF is as successful on this 11-game win streak as they are. It's because they don't have to have Chris Youngbud play for 40 minutes like they have to have John L. Davis play for 40 minutes. They don't have to have him do that. I kind of wish, wish they would sometimes. But, <laughs> right. But that's, that's a different... The, I think but, the crazy thing about Miguel to me is like his shooting splits his first three years, and we talked about it on the Ponderosas, his shooting splits were terrible his first three years. And this year, he's been unbelievable. And it's just... Getting, I think he shot five of eight from three in this game. It's a nine of 16 from the floor, two of two from the free throw line. His... his the shooting turnaround he's made, and maybe that's part of that is your role and playing your role and really excelling at it. That's been like the biggest thing for him, I think. It's just his, he's totally turned that around. Maybe he's just taking better shots and his role fits him better now. I don't know. Oh, uh, the Knox family was in attendance. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder why. 
Did you see the report that uh, G League Ignite might get uh, disbanded? Yeah, they're they're terrible. <laughs> they're, they're worse than USF was last year. Who runs the G League? Uh, well, uh, related to Coach Amir. So, oh, that's right. <clears throat> that's interesting. Uh, interesting. And Kobe had a Kobe had a pretty good game today. Um, stay within his means. I think had he's a, improved greatly as the season's gone on. I believe I believe he has uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, he had a, I think he hit at least. I know he hit at least one three. One for four from three. Uh, yeah, three of seven from the four. One for two. But he's had he's, a fantastic block. Yeah. He doesn't. His he doesn't show up a ton in the stats, but he's plus thirteen on the game in terms of plus minus. Like he's, yeah. I think he's probably one of their better defenders and more versatile guys too. Um, but I, I just feel like he's, you feel like he's pretty steady out there. Like he's a steady presence you can rely on, reliable out there. So it's nice to have that kind of player. Wouldn't be nice. bad to have another one either. No, maybe nice, maybe. maybe. You know how like the younger brother is always a little bit more talented than the old, oh, the next oldest. That I wonder if that's kind of a possibility. Could be interesting. It'd be interesting. Um, my favorite thing looking at stat broadcasts is uh, Gerald Jones the third is listed on it, and uh, I don't know when he got in the game. Bro, I was looking at it. I was like, are we sure? I, I think <laughs> Poor, he might have gotten in I on the think, last play. Poor guys are minus four on the plus minus. <laughs> oh yeah. oh god really yeah then he definitely came in at the end i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> zero don't know. zero minutes yeah I don't, minus yeah, four he was that, there for second i don't think he played <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember him playing if anyone if any if there's any video evidence of him playing tonight please let us know because i don't remember it i don't believe uh coach amir was that, that deep into his bag of tricks when I saw that, so uh, that uh, Sam Hines checked in, I was like, "Oh, okay, sure, you can absolutely do that." All right, let's see. I'm looking. Yeah, I, 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 I would be shocked. Oh God, no! Stop doing this. I hate that broadcast. This is what we're doing right now. I think this is a good point by Greg. And then we also, I saw some people in the Discord talking about it. And I'd been boycotting watching this team the last three years because I didn't want to watch rock fights. So uh, I'm not as aware of the problems breaking press under the prior regime, but I've heard it was difficult for previous uh, USF teams to break the press. Yeah. It seems um, like this one handles it pretty well. So basically, post uh, LaQuincy Redu, he was bad. Uh, the, like the teams were bad. Xavier Castaneda was especially bad early on in his career, and then he got better, and then he went to Akron and averaged like 24 points a game. Um, that seems that also seems to be like a running theme with uh, UFF transfers yeah, out priority. of men's basketball. Um, so I looked. It looks like he got in. He checked in with seven minutes and 33 seconds left in the second half. Uh, Golden uh, made a free throw, so he's minus one, and then FAU hit a three to go minus four, and then he was out of the game after that. That's allegedly yeah. what happened. I don't remember that at all. I must have blacked that part out. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't. I don't recall. 
it, it wasn't real to me. I think he checked in for yeah, he checked in for Sam Hines. It looks like. So yeah, and then it looks it looks like it was oh I think it was the corner three from Jalen Gaffney uh, on the far side of the court, uh, and then he was done. Yeah, he got minutes though. That's nice. Twelve yeah. seconds. <laughs> he, he got minute. Minute. Yeah. Well, not, not, <laughs> even, got... not even. I think. It, I think it is measured more in second. <laughs> but, uh, God bless him. Um, but hey, uh, it's three eighteen. Go enjoy the rest of your Sunday, folks. This has been a phenomenal weekend. Um, we'll forget Saturday ever happened between the women's basketball game and the Lightning game, but either not. We're saving first Sunday. Yeah, for this first Sunday without football and a national TV broadcast plus the dub. Way to show out. I wonder what the ratings are going to look like. <sighs> millions, Frank. Millions are going to be watch- millions watch this game. Great, uh, everyone that went. Great atmosphere. Looked awesome, awesome on TV. Job. Sounded great. Uh, Proud of y'all. Everybody that uh, we had some people in the Discord talking through, kind of jumping in during the TV timeouts and things like that. Uh, seemed like a really awesome, awesome atmosphere. And I'm sure, like, if you've got recruits at that game, that'd probably be pretty cool. Hey, man, this is year one. Might it's gonna be like this going forward. That's a good. That's a good sales pitch. So, I mean, um, I may, I probably won't be here year two, but it's fine. You guys should. <laughs> You guys should come anyway. No. Uh, Take one more. It's one more. uh, But with that being said, go enjoy your President's Day weekend. If you guys have Monday off, enjoy yourself. Be safe. Be smart. Go play a little golf. Go play a little golf uh, if it dries out. And remember, this ain't the same old South Florida, my brother. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.